Hi, my name is Tina, and I talk a lot. A lot. So I figured I may as well put these vocal cords to good use. You know what? This isn't my first podcast, but it just might be my last. See, my passions are probably not unlike yours. They're plentiful and kind of all over the place. I can hardly be defined by one area of expertise when it comes to my business. And I love things like wiener dogs, a good game night, and books. All the books. So honestly, it just made sense to brand me. This brings us to the show. Tina talks a lot. I think you may just get a kick out of it. Are you ready for a big topic today? I sure am. I'm absolutely thrilled to discuss the topic of leadership and even more specifically, the stages of leadership within an MLM company or network marketing as in doTERRA. Now, if you are not in this sort of company or this sort of structure, I do believe that these will be helpful. You'll just have to be a little bit creative to apply them into your business or your life. I believe that we are all leading someone, whether that be in a Bible study that we have or in our home with our children. For me, it's right in business. Now, if I could go back to 28-year-old me when I first started my very first business, I wish that I would have been been more connected with what leadership looked like. I was on a mission to, you know, build a team and to build a company and, you know, people were involved in that. Right. And I feel like I did a lot of things, right. But I did some things wrong and I have learned from them. I believe the people that were surrounded by me have learned from them. And, um, but I wish I would have known more. So if this is where you're at, if you're thinking, man, I could really use, some more information on what leadership really looks like, I've got the podcast episode for you right now. So the first stage of leadership is to lead yourself. Now, when I just said, I wish I would have known more in, you know, when at 28 year old Tina, this is the biggest part. Learning to lead myself and what it takes for me to uh, lead myself and then move into leadership of other people um, was something that I wasn't familiar with. I didn't quite have a handle on this. And I feel actually, I know I fell short in this area. Therefore it trickled into all other areas of leadership for me. So what does leading yourself look like? I believe it means keeping promises to yourself. You promise yourself you're going to do X, Y, and Z, holding yourself accountable to do those things, carrying them out, gives you more belief in yourself and belief in those next steps of where you're going to go. And people are watching, right? They're seeing, hey, she does what she says she's going to do. Uh, This is something that I've kind of held in my hand, like Tina, yes, you do what you say you're going to do because there's been plenty of times where I have this big grandiose idea and I, I throw it out there, you know, to people in my life or people in my world or even publicly. And then I fall short of it uh, because I realized that there wasn't enough behind it, right? Like there wasn't um, accountability in there. There wasn't actually a challenge, something that I'd actually be really excited about, or maybe it was just simply an idea that I should toss out there, but not maybe necessarily something that I'm going to do right now. Right. 
Um, for those of you that have a similar personality trait as me, you totally get it. For others of you, you're like, ah, oh, you're so annoying. Do what you say you're going to do. <laughs> so I really feel that being truly aligned with those promises is really what's going to help you actually accomplish them. This for me was learning who I am and who I am not. I've done some of those, some of that work through Strengths Finder 2.0, which is something I absolutely love. If you are not familiar with Strengths Finder 2.0, I highly recommend you get familiar with it. I did an episode on this with Eddie Vila right at the beginning of this 90-day uh, sprint. And he, we go into a lot of depth here, but there's so many different books on it, tons of different um, content lots of different content that you can gobble up. There's coaches all over the place on this, on strengths. Um, Highly recommend that I learned a lot about who I was and where I would be um, in my strengths, what I could do inside of my strengths. And then even acknowledging some of my weaknesses to know, hey, this isn't, I'm not these things, right? And I need to find people in my life that maybe fulfill some of those weaknesses to complement my strengths, right? So I also learned this through things like Enneagram and human design. And although I don't follow those quite as strongly anymore, um, I do know that I've learned from them in a lot of ways, a lot of really, really good ways. One of the things that I have realized is I really enjoy challenges. And one of those challenges that I thrived on was 75 hard. I've talked about this a lot during this podcast. I actually have an episode on it. The second one that I did um, of this 90 day sprint on what 75 hard is, but what I did was made a promise to myself that I was going to complete this program. I was going to complete the 75 days of this program. And it is all about mental toughness. And I knew once I was done with that, when I was done with that, that I could literally do anything. If I could do that, I could do anything, especially when it was wrapped around a time commitment. Now that helped me with my mindset to know, Tina, if you can do that, you can do whatever X, Y, Z, right? You can do 90 days of a podcast and then move into things like, uh, maybe it's YouTube for me or being consistent in reels or whatever that next step is. I know that I can do it because of these things. Now I'm, I'm piling up, kind of stacking these things up, right? First it was 75 hard. Now it's 90 days of podcasting every single day. Like what's next? Who knows? I'm not going to make any promises. Uh, but those kind of challenges work for me and it helps me truly lead myself and also lead for other people. I can't even tell you how many people have now are now doing 75 hard because they watched me do it. And they're like, I want to do this. I like seeing that change that I saw in her. And if, and and if she can do it, I can do it right. Like sharing that belief with other people, you start having people follow you without even trying because you've done something you've led yourself. And therefore, you know, you're really seen as a leader in your community. I also know that I need accountability. Now this may feel like a weakness, see it however you wish, but I have to have accountability wrapped around a challenge or a 
uh, next step for myself. So for example, when I had the idea that I was going to do 90 days of podcasting, I reached out to my good friend, Whitney, who has been my assistant before and a great friend of mine. She knows me very, very well, how I work and she knows how to push me. She knows how to keep me accountable. So she's helping with editing the podcast and getting it out there. That's why it gets out there every single day on time. And even just today, she said to me, Tina, tonight is the only night I have to be able to edit podcasts so that they go out on time. Do you think that got my butt like here on the microphone? You better, you bet it did, right? And so here I am. I have quite a few podcasts to record today. I needed that accountability from her. Now I would have scrambled and we would have figured it out or I would have begged and pleaded with her. Um, But I know that I want to keep my promise to her as well, that I will have these podcast episodes to her so that it doesn't infringe on her life. And that it's actually a positive for both of us. Right. So figuring out how to lead yourself. Now I share my examples and I know sometimes they can be extreme, but that's how my brain works. That's how I work. You have to figure out how you work, right? Whether it's going and figuring out your strengths or doing something like human design, Enneagram, there's so many different things out there to figure out more about yourself. What is something that you align with to help you move forward to truly lead yourself? Maybe you've already checked this box. Maybe you're like, I've totally got this. I have a leader on my team. Her name is Chrissy. And honestly, when she puts her mind to something, she just does it. Like she is so set, so consistent. When she says she's going to do something, she takes action immediately and she does it full out, never falters. I absolutely love this about her. I'm actually super envious that this is just part of who she is and she can um, innately be consistent uh, with something without having it be super big or crazy, right? You may already be able to check this box. I love this quote by Eleanor Roosevelt. To handle yourself, use your head. To handle others, use your heart. And again, if I could say anything to 28-year-old Tina, it would be this quote over and over and over again. If you guys haven't dug into Eleanor Roosevelt quotes, I don't know what you're doing with your life, but she's got some like great quotes that just have stood the test of time. And this is one of those. To handle yourself, use your head. To handle others, use your heart. I love it. So let's move into stage two of leadership. You're leading your team, leading your team. I want you to hear this. You're not managing your team. If you tell people that they're their own boss within network marketing, then let them be their own boss. They will see their results based on the actions that they take. If you go in and manage them, then you will be managing them forever and you will be resentful. I promise you I've done it. I have learned from this and now as best I can, I come alongside them and I help them learn how to lead themselves instead of me managing over the top of them. Now it's really easy to do that in network marketing. It's really easy to want to manage, to even micromanage the actions of your leaders. Why? Because you have so much belief in them. That's one of the biggest reasons that I want to do this. I have so much belief in them that I, I want and desire them for them to do so much more than they're currently doing to them. It can feel like micromanagement 
because their success equals your success. Although that may not be your intention, it's what it feels like. And so that is sometimes their reality. So I want you to think of meeting them where they are at. Now you may need to remind them of the goals because you are mentoring them, you're leading them, but you're reminding them of their goals and not yours. Okay. Did you hear that? Remind them of their goals and not your goals. Again, it's really easy for you to say, Hey, these are my goals. They can, they can see, like they can figure out what that means that their goal needs to be right in network marketing. We all play together and all helps one another, but oftentimes they can say, wow, if that's your goal, then that means I need to be here. And then there's some pressure and then management starts to happen, right? You just need to release them from that guilt and that pressure so that they can do the business in the way that they want to do. Now I'm saying this right to myself as I wish I had a little mirror right in front of me as I'm saying this again, it's really easy to jump into manage mode and you just may need that little reminder right now to step out of manager mode and lead, lead from the front. And sometimes you're leading right side by side with your leaders. I have two leaders Uh, Chrissy and Amanda, I jump on a call with them every single week. And we are truly side-by-side business partners leading together and collectively leading the entire team. We've, you know, gone before them in some of the levels within the business. We're managing, you know, at times we're leading at times and we're reminding ourselves, you know, one another too, of these things, of our goals, um, of the, you know, consistent business, um, you know, that people are running their own business and they can do this any way that they want. So we're talking constantly on these topics. How can we help and support our team the very best with where they're at? Gosh, it's so easy to push your goals on people, whether it's subconscious or conscious. And I just want us to be super, super careful of this. So what are some ways that we can lead our team? We can direct them in uh, in things like strengths finder, right? Really pushing them to live inside of their strengths, looking at their strengths, writing their strengths down. So you can be reminded every single time you connect with them, what they are so that you can help them. Also ask them more questions than giving them the answer. So if you have something in mind that you think they should do, figure out a way for them to see that without you sharing it with them. Give them ideas of where you've seen it done before. Maybe send them some links or send them some ideas, but don't manage them the task after. If they see the vision and they want to step into it, let them step into it. I, like I said, I love strengths so much. And I believe that this is one place that we can all go to and say, you know what? Strengths are something that are formed in your uh, neural pathways, like your neural pathways are uh, planned out when you are in the womb. Now, can we adjust and shift them a little bit? Sure. But really it said that your strengths really won't move up or down one or two in your life, even as hard as you work on them, which I think is really incredibly fascinating. So that's why I love strengths so much. That's why I teach on it and share on it and, and, and lead with this in my conversations with, with my leaders and uh, with myself. So I love this quote by Ronald Reagan. The greatest leader is not necessarily the one who does the greatest things. He is the one that gets the people to do the greatest things. I love seeing my team shine. If you're currently on my team, you know this. I want to help you 
so much with what you are currently doing. Now, my passion can sometimes feel like pressure and I apologize for that. I just see so much in all of my leaders, all of their potential of what they can do. And I'll, I'll resort back to the podcast on falling in love with potential. It's easy to do. It's so easy to do to fall in potential, but I want to see my people do the greatest of things to really achieve all that they desire, all that they want and to, to match and meet their goals and create new ones and, and just keep seeing success, small successes and, and big successes. But this is absolutely my favorite part of the business that I I get to do every single day. I get to coach people every single day. I get to lead them and also work on not managing them. <laughs> okay. The next stage of, of leadership is identifying potential leaders. So you may be like, Tina, isn't that kind of like, you know, before leading your team? Sure. But I think in a lot of ways, we we find people within our organization to lead without even identifying them completely. Like they show up or they just come to mind and they come into the fold. And I feel like that happens without a ton of, um, of work. And I say that because I think our business model is something that people are attracted to. And as long as we're having the conversations, uh, they come, people come, but identifying potential leaders would be really like, I, you know, it's a potential, right? We're identifying potential leaders. They're not already in a leadership type role. So new and fresh people, I believe, fix problems. So whenever I'm talking to a, a leader on my team that is seeing some maybe stagnant areas in their business, this is always uh, my solution. Now, I see them roll their eyes physically at times. They're like, Tina, don't you think I've tried this? But there's always a new way to figure out how to identify a potential leader. That leader might look different than what you're currently have your eyes set on or that you're thinking you may need. I, leaders can come out of uh, customers that you already have within your organization. They can come out of people that you're networking with. They can come out of friends and family. They can be all over. The thing is, they more than likely need belief spoken into them, right? There's been plenty of people that I have identified as potential leaders, not identified leaders, right? Identified as potential leaders, people that have not yet been in a leadership role and have not seen themselves in this way. A lot of times these people may be an introvert and maybe their influence isn't super high, or maybe they don't have a lot of connections. A lot of that can be taught. They may not have ever thought of themselves as a leader and they're going to lead different than an extrovert. They're going to lead different than you if you're similar uh, to me, right? And just helping them and guiding them within their strengths is going to be huge, but speaking that belief into them. Most people just simply don't believe they have what it takes to be a leader or even start a business. This is where you will walk alongside them and help them see that vision that you see for them. Okay. A quote that I have for you today is by someone I actually don't know. Hopefully he's not a crazy man, or maybe it's a woman. Orson Sweat Martin. <laughs> okay. Uh, there is no investment you can make 
which will pay you so well as the effort to scatter sunshine and good cheer through your establishment. And what I look at this as is, is really scattering belief and vision into your organization, into your customer base, into the people that have once raised their hand and said they want to share, but maybe haven't done a whole lot with it. You can take the time, right? There's no investment you can make, which will pay you so well as effort to scatter sunshine, put in their vision (laughs) and good cheer, put in their benefits through your establishment. I absolutely love this quote. It's one that I think we could be reminded of on a regular basis. Okay, we've got two more stages of leadership. Next is mentor people into leadership. This is where you put that coach hat on. Now you've already led yourself. You've already started to lead your team. You've already identified potential leaders. And now you want to mentor your leaders to be leaders themselves, to truly lead other people. Here's the thing is some people may stop right before this and that's okay. Not everyone has to lead a big team. Not everyone has to coach other people. Not everyone has to mentor people. Now we know the people that do will grow larger businesses. It just is what it is. Uh, But some people may not desire that. Some people may not be equipped for that and they may not want to be equipped for that. Does that make sense? And so um, it's okay. It's okay if people stop at any spot in this part of of the stages of leadership. Um, If this is you, if you're thinking, you know, this is, I'm not there and I don't know that I will ever be there. It doesn't mean you can't build a business. It just may mean it could be slower. It could just mean that it will never be quite as big as someone that will step into mentoring people into leadership. I hope that makes sense. So this quote, Absolutely love it by John C. Maxwell. And I recommend all of his books. He has so many, but he has a lot of books on leadership. This is definitely his niche, definitely his topic. And I highly recommend it. He even has books specifically for people in the network marketing world. Go check out one of his books. So this quote is, a leader is one who knows the way, goes the way, and shows the way. So if you are in this stage and you want to start mentoring people into leadership, you have to know the route to go to get to that next step. And you have to go on that way. So it's, it's more than just understanding where you're going. It's actually going there. And then you turn around and you show someone how to do that same path. Now, I'm not saying that you can only lead if you've gone really far. You actually only need to be one step ahead of someone in order for them to see that path and see you ahead of them. Really think of it in a visual way. If you are following someone when you're hiking, right? They obviously are a few steps ahead. They see the next step where you may not be able to see that step, right? Follow them and and you will go on the right path, right? I love having mentors. I absolutely love having mentors. To this day, I will always have a mentor. I'll always have a coach in every area of my life. Go back to the first one with leading yourself, right? I need people to help hold me accountable and to coach me along the way. 
to say, Tina, you're on the right track. Tina, nope, not so much, right? You went down the wrong path, wrong path. come back over here. Um, and so my personality, I definitely like want to take the path less travel. I don't know why it's a little bit crazy, a little bit scary. Um, but having a leader, having a mentor, it's always more fun having a guide. And last but not least in the stages of leadership is to duplicate leadership. So repeat all of the above. It's easy to want to take the reins always, but it isn't necessarily a good idea. So for example, once you've helped, you know, leaders step into who they are, right? Mentor people into leadership. You want to teach them to do all of these steps with their people. That means you back off, like, right? You did your job, you gave it to them, you let them run, and they might do it differently than you. Actually, more than likely, they will. And that is absolutely okay. But you need to duplicate some pieces of what's happening within leadership so that your people can do the exact same thing. And that's when you step into a level of momentum. When your leaders start leading their people in their way and you start seeing that trickle down and trickle down, that is when you know that this business is truly taking off. If you're not there yet, if you keep these stages going in the right motion, you will see that. The thing is, is you are going to want to step in. I've done it before. I've absolutely wanted to step in and take over the reins because someone may not be doing it the right way or my way, right? <laughs> They're doing it their right way, but they might not be doing it my way. And I, I kind of cut that off. I like sever that. And it has been tough for that leader then to basically step into mentoring people into leadership themselves. They have to have the confidence to do this, right? So there are times you need to step in. Don't get me wrong. But if they're there, let them go and let them duplicate it and move on from there. I have um, several leaders in my organization that have done this, right? They're on those next stages. I don't even know some of their leaders now, which just seems so crazy to me and so tough for me not to want to be like, oh, come here, come to mama. Like, I want to help. I want to support. Let them step into that leadership role and you will see so much amazingness happen in your business. The last quote that I'm going to give you is from Jim Rohn. And this quote is, the challenge of leadership is to be strong, but not rude. Be kind, but not weak. Be bold, but not a bully. Be thoughtful, but not lazy. Be humble, but not timid. Be proud, but not arrogant. Have humor, but without folly. <sighs> I love these. I hope that you guys learned something here from these stages of leadership and that you can identify where you're at without guilt or frustration and know that this is a journey and actually a super exciting journey in this business. If you're not currently in a network marketing company, what are you waiting for? This is like honestly the wildest ride and game and strategy and excitement um, that I've ever had in my business. It's a blast, and I'd love to have you on my team. I'd love to help lead you, help mentor you, and help you be able to do the same for your people. Hope you guys had a great day. We'll be back here tomorrow on the Tina Talks podcast.